Happy New Year, big dog, ball talk, <laughs> Matt Acorn, Jordan Flegel. New Year, new us, same us. Uh, big dog, ball talk. Uh, this is, uh, you know, I, I want to get it right out of the way, Jordan. I've been fucking pent up. and I'm coming up guns blazing uh, uh, with this episode. New Year, first episode of your first time listening. Make your New Year's resolution. Catch every single episode of Big Up Ball Talk. Uh, usually yes, Mondays and Fridays, sometimes Mondays. Uh, some days, uh, you know, could, could be any day. Uh, keep your eyes out uh, at all times. But, Jordan, this past weekend, uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put myself in the unaliving category, but, but... <laughs> I was in a t- I, I made the drive. I went down over the border to our our, our neighbors to the south, the United States, and I was in attendance at the Wait, Detroit Pistons ser- game <laughs> when the Toronto Raptors lost. Jordan, you don't know how pissed I was, man. I was freaking out. Apparently, according to my my girlfriend, the the, the I was heckling the whole fucking time, saying how oh, shit everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, these Pistons fans, there any Pistons fans listening, fuck you. I hope you like the show. Hope you keep listening. Thanks for listening. Yeah, but but fuck, but fuck you. Uh, these motherfuckers lost 28 straight fucking games in a row. They're celebrating that they won the goddamn championship. But I'm just sitting in my seat, Jordan, going, you still lost 28 games. You still lost 28 games in a row. I was heated. I thought I told you this. Uh, no, you didn't somehow, Matt. Um, I mean, there, a lot happened. Uh, you know, the, 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 the calendar ticked over. Uh, there was a big trade we're about to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. got lost in the that shuffle. day happened you that morning. Me, well, <laughs> I know you told me you were going down there and then I kind of forgot. That's amazing, Matt. That's something you will never forget. No, nope. um, I'm glad. I'm glad one of us was there. Normally piston games have a bunch of Raptors fans though. Were there, there other Raptors? Lots fans? of Raptors fans, lots of Raptors okay. fans. I would honestly say it was almost a 50, 50, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, not to incriminate myself, but uh, we may have bought very cheap tickets and then just crept down to the lower bowl because uh, there was okay. nobody there. So, uh, but, but that's hypothetical. Uh, but Matt, did you get chicken wings? Did you take advantage of the, uh, the special everyone's freaking out about? No, no. What, what the man. special chicken wings? Yes. Have you not seen the memes? I think it's Wingstop or wherever it is. Oh, uh, in Detroit. They, yes. They did the promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as I they break think the streak, that, that could have made it better. Everyone gets like 10 free wings or something like that. I don't even think, yeah, I don't even know if it's 10. They might be cheaping out Maybe on that. Maybe it's three. Uh, who the fuck knows? Um, but, uh, but okay, yeah, good. Don't, don't support the local businesses. No, fuck anyway. them. Fuck them. I hate Detroit. And local businesses. Uh, no, yeah. Especially in Detroit. Uh, Detroit's had too good for too long. Everybody knows that. <laughs> uh, I'm firing you over a message uh, to even right, right as we're recording this. I, I could have sworn I sent to you. It's me just sitting there sulking while they bang a drum and chant, let's go Pistons at the end of the game. Uh, you'll, you'll enjoy it. Um, oh, that's for later. That's a little uh, nightcap for you. But it's big dog yeah, balls. Wow. Like or Jordan Flegel, big Raptors homers. But we try to keep and it. And I as... called it, Matt. You did. did. I not call and it I blame. Last... I, I, I was saying. I blame you a little bit. Blame. Uh, was... Blame people I was with. All saying, oh, the Raptors are going to lose this one. No, they're not. I... No, they're not going to not. But all this negativity yeah. spoken into existence. Yeah, I mean, I, I do feel a little bit bad about it, but I just knew. I just knew, and uh, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is, mm-hmm. you know. And it's a new year. It's a new day. Someone had to do it. The Raptors yeah. are always, you know, we're, we're the nice team. You can come and fuck you know, us beat up, and you'll feel better about our, yeah. you know, yourself. I, I feel like that's a good role. We're we're good for the mental health of the league. Well, and uh, you know, to, to move into it, you know, talk, really focus on the Raptors. We 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 alluded to it a little bit there. There was a big trade that morning. No OG Ananobi in the lineup. No Preston Chua. No Malachi Flynn in the lineup for that that Pistons Raptors game because. Yep. All three of them shipped out to New York. New York <laughs> Knickerbockers acquiring OG Ananobi, Preston Chua, and Malachi Flynn in exchange for 
Canadian hometown hero, R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel yep. Quickly, and a 2024 Detroit Pistons second-round pick. Ironic. Uh, it's not <laughs> lost on us, though. But no. this is a this was a huge trade, Jordan. I mean, OG Ananobi was kind of the the, the crown jewel of the the NBA uh, front offices from uh, pretty much a, any franchise. They were all looking to get this guy. There were talks in the yep. past about three first round picks, uh, you know, uh, yep. being sent out for a guy like this. The haul wasn't quite that juicy, but uh, all in all, I think that this is a pretty even trade for both sides. Obviously, uh, each team is moving in two very different directions with the, the New York Knicks trying to contend this season uh, while the Raptors kind of look ahead with an eye on the future here. Uh, but overall, Jordan, I mean, what are your first impressions? Both both uh, you know, both both teams have now played with their newly acquired uh, members as well uh, at the time of recording this. Uh, just one yep. game each, but I mean, uh, so far, Jordan, what are you thinking? Yeah, one game each, both wins, uh, and True, both, yeah. and, and everyone involved in the trade, you know, Malachi and Precious, unfortunately, were kind of throw-ins. Oh, no yeah, one's even mentioning just their salary, names. Just salary matches. But uh, but but the three, you know, the three main players moved in this all had good debuts, uh, and it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I was driving when the news of this fucking dropped, and I get, the, the notification I got was something along the, from Bleach Report, like, Woj says... Siakam could be moved after the OG Ananobi trade. I was like, OG Ananobi trade? What the yeah. fuck? So I was, you know, fl- in a bookstore fucking, uh, you know, Nerd. trying to, you know, compose myself. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't sure how I felt the, about the trade initially, but mm-hmm. I, from the standpoint of players coming back for OG Ananobi, I felt right away and I still feel like that's pretty much the best you can do honestly like i don't see how realistically if you're Mm -hmm. talking about players you could have done much better than that like maybe maybe a bit more but like from all the teams that were in the mix you know sacramento for for someone like og i don't think they're giving up uh keegan murray i don't think they would have done that um you know other teams involved you know you got memphis you got philly you got all these other no one's giving up their you know their blue chip prospects you know they're really good young players and somehow the Knicks, uh, you know, were, were coaxed into doing it. And I know RJ, people kind of, you know, a, a lot of, you know, the New York fan base and and clearly the front office had kind of, you know, they, they were a little bit out on him. I know he's super inconsistent. It's unclear, you know, his his sort of ceiling as a star player, that's that's very much in question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his, his shooting's always been an issue. I know there's a lot of issues around RJ um, and, and quickly as well, who played, you know, really well last year, but then was, really not good in the playoffs and then it's like you know does he fit with Brunson long term I know there's questions but those are two good young players Mm -hmm. like uh at the end of the day I don't don't care what anybody says about either of them both both slightly younger than OG yeah exactly and 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 so to to get that back I I was I was pretty happy with it honestly because I mean the fear with with this Raptors front office apparently allergic to trades unless Mm -hmm. you know you other than the Pirtle trade, they have not been willing to make moves. The fear was that he was just going to walk for nothing or we were going to get, you know, some sort of shitty package like we got for Kyle Lowry. Uh, yeah, by the way, Which, uh, yeah, Goran hey. Dragic and Precious, that's what we got. Now they're hey, both man. gone. Precious, with, without that trade, we would never get RJ and Emmanuel quickly. Maybe, Maybe. this will all turn out to, to be working out. Maybe we'll give Goran Dragic the key to the city. Uh, more likely <laughs> yes. a slap across the face, but... Uh, yes, yes. If you ever... It's on site if you ever mm-hmm. come back here, Goran. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I... I, I I, I liked it initially. Honestly, that was my instinct. And I was kind of cautious. And I, you know, and I'm, you know, you listen to all the commentators. It's like, uh, you know, they could, could they have got more if they had traded them at the deadline last year? I think, you know, f- yeah, from the perspective of 
it, just in terms of what a haul is, yes, maybe if, if this had been done earlier, there could have been more draft capital involved, but mm-hmm. clearly the Raptors are not, you know, Masai and Bobby, they're not in the mood mm-hmm. for a full rebuild. This is more of a retooling. Mm-hmm. I'm on board with that as a fan. I'm, I don't think, you know, p- people have made the comparison. It's like a place like Indiana and some of these other small markets in the league where, you know, that, that, the fan base is a bit finicky. Like the Raptors always had good support, but like since the championship, it's been kind of awkward. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you and I both know that like down to two also only... just Boucher well, and Siakam remaining. There you, that championship there you run. go. But you know, you have all these bandwagon fans who jumped on Twitter in 2019 and now they've just been depressed for four years. Cause they don't know what it's like to actually watch a losing team. But you know, I, I don't think, you know, in that sort of environment, a full-on stripped-down tank would have been, uh, you know, accepted or even really necessarily a good idea. So yeah. uh, again, I, I, I actually really like the haul from the perspective of the players. And yes, it's a second-round pick, but it's Detroit, so it's probably going to be the thirty-first pick in this draft. Yep, likely. Uh, basically a first-round pick, a late first-round pick. You can think about it that way. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we we can get more into the details of it, Matt. But I mean, I'm curious what you th- thought and what you think, but. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm liking it, and especially as I mentioned, you know, a good debut from from both of those guys, uh, new Raptors, you know, IQ and RJ. Um, uh, it, it comes with a win, um, so I'm feeling good overall. Even though I'm sad to see OG go, he's he's he he, he you know he's been a big part of this team mm-hmm. since uh, since he was drafted. Um, but uh, I I'm all in all I'm happy. Hey man, what do you? I know I'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, first thing you know, just to uh, give my initial impression when i saw the trade come across my my phone come across my desk yeah. my dashboard whatever you want to say uh yeah, i was a little underwhelmed a little underwhelmed okay. uh based on what the reported value in asking price yeah, yeah, was or yeah. yeah. uh, you know for og that being said i don't think that this was a, a bad move for the raptors i like that they actually went out and did something they tried to get uh yes, you know, more finally. competitive they got two guys who I would argue have bigger ceilings than OG. Like I think we, and we've talked yep. about it on the podcast, like OG, you can plug him in on any system. He's an amazing player. You can be your, your fourth best guy in the starting lineup. You're number one defender. He'll guard the best. Like again, look at the next, his first uh, game. He gets right off the plane and he's guarding Anthony Edwards in his first game there. Yep. And he does a great job. Uh, so, yep. I mean, th- th- like that's the kind of guy you're trying to make up for. So his value is a little harder to determine, but when you get a guy like RJ, who, like you said, is a little unproven, uh, I believe he's only 25 years old, uh, maybe turning 25, but he's still shifty. He's kind of got that nice fluidity to his game, but he just doesn't have that killer instinct. But, you know, maybe now that he's in his hometown, he can maybe yeah. feel like this is more I his know. team. The You know, Siakam's future isn't quite, you know, uh, in, in, set in stone either. You know, great game uh, in the last one out, but, I mean, we don't really know what's going to happen there in the offseason. Uh, we, you know, they're, 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 and, and the biggest thing, as we said, trying to find guys who kind of fit next to Scotty Barnes. And more of that to, yeah. you know, is going to have to be developed and we're going to have to kind of see how this goes. But when you kind of look at it on paper, you've got RJ and Quickly, who are both really good three-point shooters, reliable guys from outside, both athletic. Quickly is actually kind of grown in that uh, you know defensive side of the ball as well. Can get picked on because he's about uh, a buck 45 soaking wet, yeah. six foot one. But, you know, he, he is a good uh, hard worker on the off-ball screens uh, and, you know, just, just staying in position, being pesky, uh, being an irritant. And, you know, when you have a big guy like Scotty out there, he can just drive down the middle, kick it out to these guys, and, and you have your, your traditional big man in Pirtle there. Like, I, I, I think in the next couple seasons, if they can kind of keep that core together, uh, you know, we, we could see something, uh, you know, 
nice here in Toronto. And even with Siakam, if you do want to re-sign him and see what you can get, uh, you know, how, how far this team can move. Like, I don't think Siakam is a bad fit around either of these guys either. I mean, we're still, you know, seeing if Scotty and Siakam can work. There's no reason it shouldn't work. But, you know, we, we, we I think that we just need a little bit more of a, uh, some offensive firepower, and I think that's what we got. You know, we sacrificed a little bit of defense, but at the end of the day, that was kind of the Nick Nurse way, right? That was back when, you know, and even yeah. Dwayne Casey, if you want to go even farther back, you know, or, or was always a very defensive team. The club got more defensive, defensive, defensive. Uh, and now with uh, with Darko, you know, we're back to trying to be more of an offensive club, uh, matching the trends of the NBA uh, today. So I, I'm excited to see what the ceiling of this team is. Obviously the bench, you know, still some questions there. Uh, I, I'm not sure if quickly is going to, you know, remain the full-time starter. I, I wouldn't mind. I think him and Schroeder can pretty much play interchangeably a little bit different styles, yeah. but uh, I, honestly, I'm, I'm pretty happy overall. I've got high expectations for, uh, you know, the, the, what people are saying, or at least what I saw in one tweet, I don't know who it was. Sorry. I can't give you credit, but the spicy BBQ lineup, Pascal <laughs> Siakam, RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly uh, and Scotty, Scotty Barnes. Barnes, man. Yeah. Uh, this is a, uh, you know, that, that, that's, that's pretty hard to beat. What about Jakob? The, Fuck wh- where, where's Jakob in there? Uh, he's uh, what starts with a P and is a barbecue side. Pork. Uh, How about pork? some pork, man? Some pork. Spicy barbecue pork, baby. Spicy barbecue, spicy barbecue pork. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's there good, man. Uh, but, and then on the other side of it, uh, you know, looking at uh, with OG fitting in with the Knicks, I mean, I, I think Tibbs probably was creaming his pants, if I'm being 100% honest, man. Uh, like, Ooh, yeah. they couldn't ask for a guy who he can just ruin his knees of better than OG. <laughs> like, OG will have three torn ACLs. Sorry to say it, but, like, he's going to be ro- rode into the fucking ground. First game, 35 yeah. minutes, man. They were not slacking oh, no, yeah. with OG's yeah. cardio in this one. Uh, but, yeah. but he really is a perfect fit, like we said, with any team. But with this next team, like, he is going to like, – they're going to love him. Tough, reliable – just not going to fuck around, just going to play his role uh, and do it well. Uh, and, you know, next to a guy like Randall and Brunson, he takes so much of that defensive, uh, you know, burden off of them and that starting five. And it can just let them get buckets, you know, evident in that first game, Julius Randall feasts for 39 points. Like, uh, I really think OG is going to compliment these guys well. And, uh, you know, the, the, the thing is with this this Knicks team, they struggle with health. OG, you know, he's, he's had his problems in the past as well, little knickknack injuries. But if he can stay healthy, uh, I don't think a lot of teams are going to want to play them in, uh, you know, the nitty-gritty of uh, the NBA playoffs because uh, this Knicks team is going to be tough. They're going to beat you up, and uh, you're going to have to really earn it every night. Yeah, 100%. I mean, they, they uh, you know, they, they did the classic thing, the Knicks, of – you know, they're looking at who they're going to have to go up against in any playoff series, you know, in the East. Uh, and it's it's all big wings that you're going to have to, you know, try hard to contain, whether it's Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Giannis even, uh, you know, all these guys. Um, and, and they really didn't have the prototyp- prototypical big wing that you want to defend those guys. So, mm-hmm. you know, getting OG, that's he plays that role absolutely perfectly uh, and, and then, you know, gives you... 40% from three shooting on the other end. You know, we, we know what he brings to the table, obviously. Yeah. Um, my, my, my only sort of concern for them now is that it's like, I, I think you do downgrade slightly, uh, you know, offensively because quickly was yeah. such a big part of what they brought off the bench. I, I would be ecstatic for, for Mr. Malachi Flynn, if he could, you know, be a, a backup point guard for the Knicks and just, play amazing uh you know maybe he you just needed a new situation but mm-hmm. as of right now i'm gonna have say someone else on facebook to, to yell about <laughs> yes yes uh, but as of right now i'm gonna say knicks fans don't don't uh you know hold your breath uh for anything spectacular here uh, you know 
as of right now, uh, the, the, the quickly to, uh, you know, Flynn downgrade is, is pretty mm-hmm. drastic. Huge. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking at that bench and it's like, uh, okay, well that, that's going to be, you know, a, a, a bit of a, a bit more of a question mark now for the Knicks. Uh, cause, and then not to mention you're losing Barrett too, who is again, just, uh, complain about, about him all you want. Knicks fans, whatever. He's a guy who is big. He gets downhill. He gets to the basket. Uh, he puts pressure on the rim and he's a near 20 point per game score. Mm-hmm. OG is not that OG. You know, he had a few dunks the other night. He'll, he'll, he'll do duckins. He'll hit mostly threes. This whole idea that OG is this great post-up player who can do bully ball. That's not really true. I've heard that said around because he's, you know, big for his position. OG is very limited offensively. Very limited. You could probably count the amount of actual post-ups that the Raptors executed in the last two seasons on like one hand. I'm going to say one hand. Nobody, they don't fucking know how to post up. No, no. Uh, Yeah. And, and so, you know, it's, it, it it is a downgrade offensively for the Knicks. And, and that's an area where, you know, I, if anything, you know, uh, when it came down to it in the playoffs last year, they needed they needed more offense, uh, you know, and one one more sort of guy who could go out and get things done. And I know the, they were kind of relying that in that Heat series, they were relying on RJ to be that guy, and he wasn't terrible. He wasn't like a you know he he was okay, but he couldn't quite get there. But mm-hmm. OG honestly is a bit of a downgrade even from that. Just when you're talking about someone to go and and by themselves, you know, without any help from anybody else, get their own shot. OG is very system dependent. So, you know, it's, it's, it's whatever's around him. If you've got a good team around him, he's like a star role player. Um, but, but yeah, I do, I do have, have questions about the, the, the Knicks offense going forward. So I'll be interested to see that. And I think the, the point of that is, and I think that's, you know, that like, I, I, I don't think that's a hot take or anything, but I think people have identified like, okay, that the Knicks didn't completely empty their war chest. Is this a bit of a, a step up trade where you're then prepared to make the really big next move for that glaring hole, uh, you know, next to Jalen, uh, Jalen Brunson, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's Donovan Mitchell, whether that's Zach Levine, or, or you're looking elsewhere, uh, you know, one more star scorer. Uh, and then the Knicks are really in business able to maybe compete with, you know, the, the, the Milwaukee's, the Celtics, the Sixers. Um, so, so we'll see if they got more moves to make. So like, I think, uh, at, at the top end, you know, that uh, the Knicks as a team with, you know, championship aspirations, you need championship level role players and OG is that, but I still don't think the rest of their roster, you know, especially giving up two rotation guys, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, we'll see how precious does as well uh, playing under Tibbs. He's, he's going to get a lot of big man minutes uh, for the time being with Mitchell Robinson out, but he's another guy that I, I don't get your, uh, you know, hopes up too much. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, we, 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 as Raptors fans had high hopes for him, but you know, he makes you want to tear your fucking hair out. It was cool two years ago it. to believe in him and I'm done now. I'm I know, I'm I know, I know. So, 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 so yeah, he's your problem now. Knicks fans we will see. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think another thing people have said a bunch of, you know, a bunch in the last two days is it seems like a, a trade that's kind of a win-win for both teams. And I think that's possible too. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's true. Uh, I, I don't, I, so, like even though as i'm saying i've got some you know concerns about the Knicks, i don't think it was a bad move i think it's uh getting a a, a a player like this uh you know without having to give up more players or more draft capital i think it's a good move yeah but uh you know i think i think the raptors did well to get uh two rotation guys who they really need i mean we've been screaming for guard depth for the raptors for god knows how mm-hmm. long now they get two guys who can handle a little bit quickly obviously much more proficient proficient at that but like two guys who 
put pressure on the rim, can actually, you know, they're, they're, they're hoopers. They can go and actually make shit happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I can, I, I, not I, just a bunch of athletic six, eight guys slashing. Well, the exactly. Yeah. Finally, we've got some, you know, some balance, uh, throughout the roster here, as you said, whether it's Schroeder who gets inserted back into the starting lineup or, or if, uh, you know, quickly stays in there, I'm cool either way. Mm-hmm. E- in either case, one of those guys is going to be on the bench, actually leading the bench unit that, that could actually be a bit more competent now. Like you've mm-hmm. got Gary Trent coming off the bench. You've got Boucher. Um, so, you know, I, I like their bench a lot better. Um, yep. And 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 the, the the I'm glad you brought up the Siakam fit with this as well, because this this game against the Cavs, Pascal, 36 points on 13 for 20 overall, five for eight from three. If Pascal Siakam can just shoot, well from the perimeter this whole team makes a hell of a lot of sense because mm-hmm. this whole thing about spacing oh the spacing isn't great if pascal's shooting well guess what scott scotty barnes is now a 38 percent three-point shooter on the season who you know we'll see if he can keep that up rj barrett as you said you know he's not the greatest shooter in the world but he, he can knock them down he, he's got to be you know you're not going to be playing 20 feet off him draymond style you're going to have to respect mm-hmm. him and quickly can shoot the hell out of it so um, I, I, as long as Pascal can kind of keep playing like this, he's been playing a lot better of late. Um, and, and maybe if, if this team, you know, racks up a few wins, you, you get, you know, the, the issue of Pascal and Scotty playing well at the same time, I think has kind of resolved itself a little bit yep. more recently. And especially with this trade now, the team making a little bit more sense. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if they get on a bit of a roll here, um, you know, that being said, it's going to be tough. They're going out West on a road trip, but if they can put, they can put some wins together here, it might convince, uh, you know, Masai to, you know, slide that contract over to, to, to Pascal. Um, I, I think a deadline recently passed to extend him, but you know, you could still make it happen at some point, uh, without having to trade him. Um, you know, so I, 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 I like Pascal's fit on this team a lot more now, uh, it, you know, wh- whether they end up trading him or not, um, we'll see, but, uh, all in all, I, I, I just, I just like the team. The vibes mm-hmm. were already better. Uh, you know, don't want to get ahead of myself too much, but you know, they're, they're just that the, the guys seem like they fit pretty naturally. So I, again, I'll say it again. I'm a happy Raptors fan. It's 2024. We're one and Uh Let's go. Hey, it's a big step up on for how that, uh, the, the, the year had ended. So, uh, you know, hopefully yes. this will all work out, but uh, yes. to cap off the podcast here, Jordan, it's time for the big dog of the month. Shit. Breath control. Oh, 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 oh. Here he is. There's the monkey. Get him out here. <laughs> Settle boy. Hey, monkey. <laughs> big dog ball talk monkey. Ready to give out the big dog month. Well, big dog of the month award. Yeah, there we go. Shorten it up. This is a good one. This is going to go out to uh, an all-star player. It's not always an all-star that gets this one. We've given it out to uh, usually a lot of role players uh, because, you know, yeah. sometimes the stars all-stars don't want to get... can be big dogs. And they, they don't want to get dirty uh, a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a proven and true statement. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe not as proven and true, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there who think that European players are very soft and they don't, uh, they yeah. don't really go out there and, uh, you know, scrub the boards or hit the floor, no. hit the deck, set those hard screens. No. Uh, they think a little They're soft. Finesse. But... Yeah. That's why we're changing the narrative here in the month of December. Mm-hmm. That's why. Demonis Sabonis of the Sacramento hey. Kings is your big dog of the month. The month of December led the league in screen assists. Uh, one of the best o- offensive rebounders the in assists. the league in December. Uh, yep. It continues to crash the glass, obviously, a lot. Uh, and, and again, the Sacramento Kings uh, continue to, uh, you know, they, they've had their ups and downs throughout the season. 
But uh, regardless, you know, they're, they're still in that top six, top five right now, uh, mm-hmm. as recording this, in the Western Conference. And uh, Sabonis, obviously, a huge reason for that. And, you know, we're not even count- talking about all the great extra passes and everything that this guy makes. Uh, I, I, don't, I think he maybe Sabonis won this in, in our infant season, first year. Uh, oh, really? you know, he might have he got a big dog of the month uh, nodded when Let he was still in, in, in Indiana. Uh, yeah, oh, any yeah. Uh, anyone want to check the archives? Alex, please go check it out. <laughs> uh, so maybe hypothetically put an asterisk on it. Uh, Demona Sabonis, second time recipient of big dog of the month. Uh, but I think I feel like he might have been, uh, especially because I would have wanted to give it to him over Miles Turner. But uh, Miles <laughs> Turner, he's won it, I think, maybe. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe next month, Miles. But Sabonis, great, great guy to win it. Uh, I, I think uh, very deserving of this one, Jordan. Absolutely. Um, you know, he, he, I'm just looking at his stats here. He also had a whole bunch of fucking triple doubles, uh, yep. in December. He was awesome, uh, passing the ball as well, which, you know, isn't, isn't necessarily always a big dog quality, but you know, big dogs pass the ball, big dogs move it around, you know, mm-hmm. sugar, sugar. Um, sometimes you gotta and, look yeah, after the pups. Absolutely. Uh, you know, feed the litter, uh, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. all, all the, all that good stuff. Suck the um, tea. but yeah, I'm I'm looking uh, throughout uh, you know the entire month of December. How many games he's got? Yeah, not once under ten rebounds. All ten Jeez. or above the entire time. You know, first name twenty, last name ten. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. as the saying used to go, um, put up some awesome stat lines, and uh, you know, could maybe throw in a few more blocks there, Demontis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you you got a, a bunch of zeros and a few ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, it's it's not. We're looking past that. We're looking past that. Yes. This no. But uh, but offensively, uh, the he he was big dogging it all month long, as you said. Yeah, great screener. Um, you know, and and really, you know, I, I I think should have a chip on his shoulder now. I mean, he was clowned after the playoffs last mm-hmm. year. He always got stepped on, which uh, doesn't help. No. Uh, but you know, by the end of the end of that Warriors series, they were just laying off him, um, uh, letting him letting him shoot it. But you know what? The the mid range is on this year. He's 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 even hitting a few threes now and then um the and and obviously the 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 post game one of the best and most complete in the league but uh but yeah the big dog qualities getting in there mixing it up offensive rebounding defensive rebounding mm-hmm. um he's uh he's yeah he's 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 shattering that uh that stereotype uh he's he's a uh big strong not soft mm-hmm. european from lithuania shout out mm-hmm. alex shout out our producer alex shout out lithuania uh shout out Jonas valentunas former big dog of the month uh there we go but shout us out at Big Dog Ball Talk, shout me Twitter, the fuck out. Instagram, TikTok, even Facebook for the old heads. Uh, we got uh, it all at Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, let us know who you think should have uh, been Big Dog of the Month if you don't agree with uh, the soft white European. Uh, and yeah. also <laughs> let us know who you think won uh, the OG Ananobi, RJ Barrett, Tamando Quickly trade. Yes. Let us know. We yes. want to hear your guys' thoughts at Big Dog Ball Talk. Go find us, add us, and we want to get back to you guys. This has been Big Dog Ball Talk. We will be back on Friday. And as my good friend Jordan. Always says. Uh, I'm stealing this from a Twitter user like Steal you, did, Matt. Yeah, um, we don't make our own content someone, here. Fuck that. Someone, <laughs> it's way too hard. It's, it's January second here. There's actually I another podcast that does Big Dog of the Big Dog of the Month. We just <laughs> yes. fucking steal. Yeah, it. we just we do. We do. Yeah. Uh, even the title. Uh, what's mm-hmm. what's the derivative of this? Uh, anyway, we, we stole everything. Yeah. yeah. To, to be clear, um, but uh, I saw someone tweet yesterday on. on on January 1st, the gym was empty today, so you know I'm, I appreciate everyone's honesty. Mm-hmm. So 
I think everyone's being more honest this year, but you know what, Matt? I hit the fucking gym today. Thanks, I I did the lap pull down. I did the fucking oh, shit. The I did. <laughs> oh, shit. I did so much, baby. We're getting, we're putting um, it, we're getting hard. What else did I do? I did I did the rowing machine a little bit. Uh, oh, hurt boy. my back a little bit. I, yeah. I hope I don't pop out another rib. Um, but but that's my that's my honesty, Matt. I'm getting fucking swole. I'm starting on shit, my uh, summer bod right now. Um, so so that's that's the way it goes. All those muscles just get put down by one bullet on my Glock. <laughs>